Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and it is already Wednesday, the 4th of January, 2023. And what a year we have going so far. Three votes yesterday for House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Actually, three votes were held to make him the Speaker of the House. All of them did a face plant. In fact, as the day progressed, it got even worse for him. We're going to share all of the details on that and my thoughts on it as the show progresses. But uh, but welcome to it. I'm feeling a whole lot better today. Uh, I hope that your uh, your 2023 is going well. Um, there's been a lot of uh, a, a lot of stuff going on in the news. A lot of stuff has us uh, very very. Um, concerned about the direction of the country. We stress out constantly, but I'm going to tell you, uh, Demar Hamlin's incident on the field has been um, uh, an amazing moment of clarity, I think, for a lot of people. And in the uh, great wasteland that is social media, it is remarkable the perhaps reawakening of prayer. It has been remarkable to watch. And even people who I would consider to be agnostic uh, really have recognized this, the power of the collective subconscious. Uh, I think it's remarkable. I think in a world where we are divided in so many ways that we have come together to back this, this man and his struggle and use the only real I guess, mode of assisting someone outside of, you know, helping them out financially, whatever. but prayer, I just think has been uh, remarkable. I really, really do. I think it's powerful. I've said it for a very long time that prayer can be as powerful as chemotherapy and radiation. Uh, I know this because I've seen it work that way. I've seen people in my life who've uh, who fought cancer. I've seen people in my life who I believe were buoyed not only mentally by prayer, spiritually by prayer, but I believe also has impacted them physically as well. 
So, what we do know about uh, DeMar is that right now, apparently, he has suffered some lung damage, about 50% capacity on his lungs. This is not a surprise because he went through nine minutes of chest compressions. Uh, The major concern for him now is that when you are going through CBR, you only get about 30% of the blood flow that you normally would, that your heart normally provides, and this could cause issues with the brain. We don't know anything about that right now. I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to get into a discussion about the cause of it. There are even cardiologists online who think that they know exactly what the answer is. Cardiologists online, oh, it was a blunt force trauma. No, you don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows the answer to it. But at the same time, we shouldn't restrict possibilities. All right? That's why I brought up yesterday the possibility of the COVID vaccine being a part of it because of the gigantic increase in the number of young athletes, males particularly, who have suffered cardiac arrest and many, in fact, more than not, died of it after getting the COVID vaccine. And of course, the uh, previous uh, absolute restriction of discussion of the issue by the federal government, the CDC, the DHS, the HHS, shutting down the discussion about the possibility of, uh, of an adverse effect with the COVID vaccine. All of those things add up to, hey, maybe we ought to have this discussion. Have we settled on this being the actual cause of it? No. Nobody knows. End of discussion. So now we pray. All right? How does that sound? I think it sounds good. I think it sounds good. So I'm going to share with you why I think what is happening in the GOP is happening in the GOP. Why, for the first time in 100 years, a House Speaker was not elected in the first round of votes? Do you know why that is? Is that terrible? Is that awful? Oh, no, no, no. It's just the opposite of that. It's a glorious thing because for 100 years, both parties essentially have rubber stamped their leadership with regard to the Houses of Congress. Just rubber stamped them. You have no say in it. You you may elect a representative. You may elect a senator. But you have no say in who leads the party. And consequently, the party becomes bulletproof. The uh, party becomes unapproachable after the election. And they run everything on their own. For instance, if you look at Hakeem Jeffries. uh, Hakeem Jeffries passed basically with no, uh, uh, no... Uh, dissent whatsoever. And the reason being is because Democrats don't care about their constituents. They don't care. They don't listen to the constituents. They have one thing in mind, and that is to drive the country as far left as possible, and I might mention fundamentally change the country by destroying it. And every Democrat, sorry, I hate to say it, every Democrat is down with that. There's no dissent. Once the Democrat Party decides who their uh, their leaders are going to be, it's done. You have no say in it. Last week, the Republican Party essentially did the same thing. As millions of people crowded uh, the switchboards of the White House or of the, of the Capitol to say no to an omnibus spending bill, Congress went ahead and passed it against the will of the American people. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted the Inflation Reduction Act, which had nothing to do with inflation, by the way. Why is this happening for the first, one, first, for the first time in 100 years in the Republican Party? It's because what I told you just a few weeks ago. It's because Donald Trump changed the party 
forever. Donald Trump divided the party in a very, very positive way. Right now, we have about 20 members of Congress who are actually listening to their constituents and not just rubber stamping Kevin McCarthy as is. And those people like Matt Gates and others are getting hammered with phone calls from people saying, enough is enough, stop this now, and they're listening. They would have never listened before Donald Trump became the president of the United States. I told you that the Republican Party cannot go back to business as usual now that Donald Trump has been the president. That's just the way it's going to be. We moved away from being a, uh, a Saks Fifth Avenue party to a Walmart party. You may hate it or not, I don't care, but that's just the fact of the matter. That's what we have become. We've become a party, or at least we are moving in the direction of a party that actually listens to the people who are most profoundly impacted by the idiocy of Washington, D.C. That's the crazy thing about it. Matt Gates and others are fighting because they are responding to an onslaught of people who are fed up with business as usual. We are also tired of the sky is falling mentality of the establishment GOP, including people like Sean Hannity and Carl Rove. We have waited two years for this moment, two years for this moment. And now Sean Hannity and Carl Rove and others are all butthurt because we might have to delay a couple of things a couple of days while we get assurances from the guy who's supposedly been chosen by the vast majority of the Republican Party. We need assurances that it won't be business as usual. And we are going to demand all sorts of items from Kevin McCarthy. For instance, the ability for us to remove him from office if he doesn't fulfill the wishes of the people. Kevin McCarthy is going to have to uh, he's going to have to appoint true conservatives, America first Republicans to chairmanships among other things, and Kevin McCarthy better rule as or, or, or better lead the party as a conservative America first GOP House chair. Yesterday I was very down with uh, Jim Jordan being the uh, Speaker of the House. If Jim Jordan doesn't want to be the Speaker of the House, I personally, just because I have seen Jim Jordan in action the last couple of years, I feel that maybe his contribution leading the House Judiciary Committee could be the best thing for the country. Because that's first and foremost, the tasks of that committee have to be paramount. That includes investigating the deep state collusion with big social media, the names, mainstream media, to throw elections, to cover corruption. These have to go to the fore. This is number one on the agenda. And if Jim Jordan can do uh, his best, he can, his best efforts are there, then I say, let him do it. Because if he doesn't want to be the House Speaker, then don't make him be the House Speaker. Am I convinced about Kevin McCarthy being the House Speaker? No, I am not. We still have things to work out. And if it takes a couple of days, it's going to take a couple of days. So, uh, Mr. Hannity, back the hell off. Boo frickin' who? 
This is what this is what uh, seeing the sausage being made is all about, and it's about time we uh, pulled back the curtain on the sausage factory, which is maybe not the best uh, you know the best uh, analogy uh, or comparison to uh, Congress, just because you know of all of the stuff they do there. But anyway, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it at eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. There are a lot of things to get to with regard to this, including. Uh, Including something that could give you pause. This is new from Jim Gossett about Kevin McCarthy. Would you vote for him if his name wasn't Kevin? If he wasn't a rhino and he could prove it. Why not vote for Jim? Jordan's better than Kevin. Yeah, but he, he doesn't want to be the speaker. Kept through the right of His past he can't disown. No, he can't. He's a Paul Ryan Clove. <laughs> That's Kevin. We need accountability. That's what it's all about. Dems went with Hakeem. Hakeem Jeffries. An election denier. He's a denier, but that's okay if you're a Democrat. He's their Marxist dream. Left as left can be. A pathological liar. That doesn't prevent people from being Democrat leaders. A process run amok. I guess it's just our luck. But we might, might be stuck with Kevin. We will see. We will see. Again, we are in the process of making sausage. And I love the fact that it has taken 100 years to get here because it means it's being effective. And the more we are being ridiculed by the left, we know, we now know we are above the target. The more that we are being ridiculed by the left for what is happening in the Republican Party and the election of a, uh, a House Speaker shows to me that we're doing the right thing and that we are placing demands on the party that they have to be responsible to. And it comes from you and me. That's it. They're finally listening. It took a hundred years to get here. Congratulate yourself. Revel in it. Uh, your calls are welcome next. James, you hold on. Mike, you as well. This is, my friends, The Rob Carson Show. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's The Rob Carson Show. New Year with a Fox News alert. It is day one of the 188th Congress and House Republicans. All right, I was going to play a little Sean Hannity there, but unfortunately my levels are a little low. Sean Hannity, one of the uh, the many, and I'm not meaning to make this a, an attack on Sean Hannity because you know everybody like a small fish attacks big fish and all that. But uh, but honestly, I'm glad to see what is happening in the uh, GOP right now with the uh, delay of Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. And and you know what, a couple of days ain't going to make a bit of difference considering how much damage Joe Biden has done to the country. 
in the last two years of his presidency. So if you're all freaking out because, oh, you know, uh, they haven't gotten anything done and they can't, uh, you know, I, I don't have time for this nonsense. I don't ha- we, are, we are watching the sausage being made. And right now, Kevin McCarthy is having to justify everything in his career. And more importantly, he is having to uh, earn our trust. And he is has to offer guarantees that he will do what we, the people, want with regard to the people's business. We're tired of business as usual. We are tired of people being anointed to leadership in the party when we send them to Washington, D.C. to make a difference and to represent us. But it seems they never do that when they get there. Isn't that the way it is? And then you got people, and like Karl Rove, and he is, uh, you know, the sky is falling, according to Karl Rove. Everything is over, according to Karl Rove. If they don't make this, oh, my God, we are a laughingstock. I don't even give a damn if we're a laughingstock. I don't give a damn if the Republican Party is a laughingstock to people like James Carville. I don't care. And you know what we ought to do instead of, instead of just sitting here and seething and, and being embarrassed by this? We need to embrace it and we need to say, this is how it's done. We don't just rubber stamp people like Hakeem Jeffries. Did you realize before the election that 70% of the American people approximately said the country was going in the wrong direction and that included 70% of Democrats? Do you suppose that was in, reflected in any way, shape, or form? Any way, shape, or form when the Democrats decided that Hakeem Jeffries should lead the minority in the Senate, or in the, in the House. Not one little bit did it. Not one little bit. But the American people are saying no to Kevin McCarthy. If we can't find an alternative who we know is an America first candidate, a Freedom Caucus supported candidate, we'll find somebody else. Or he has to make concessions. He has to put America first People in charge of committees, and he has to guarantee he will get done what the American people want done. That's what this is all about. And I personally absolutely love it. Here is uh, Carl Rove, who, by the way, I'm, I'm trying to really remember what exactly he did for the GOP when he was uh, in charge. Uh, I can't think of much, because the last time I think I saw uh, the Republican Party actually effective, and I'm not talking about with Donald Trump as a president, because I think Donald Trump did what he could do, fought a lot of headwinds, got a lot of things accomplished, but I think you'd have to hearken back to uh, 1994 in the contract of America and to uh, Newt Gingrich. That was the last time that I felt we were being heard. Here's Carl Rove. Other elements of the House Republican Caucus would say, well, if they were able to give that, then we're going to come forward with our set of demands, particularly if, uh, uh, if, if they're able to get uh, somebody who agrees that they will do things like allow Freedom Caucus members to designate what committees they serve on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Why the hell not? There, there are going to be other demands from other groups of the House. We cannot just anoint people anymore because they've been in Washington, D.C. for a long time. Republicans, this is, a, this is an utter unmitigated disaster. Chaos. No, it is not. It is absolutely not an unmitigated disaster. What it is, it is upsetting the apple cart. And I told you that the party would change forever. It has to change forever since Donald Trump was the president. That's what this is all about. I, I hate to tell you this, as much as you'd like to think that Donald Trump is in the rearview mirror of the party, at least some of you uh, rhinos and certainly Democrats, he is not. Not one little bit. And what we're seeing right now 
is the fruits of that. Holding Republicans accountable. Demanding they do the people's business and not just exist in their own little ecosphere where they spend money uh, willy-nilly and disregard what the American people are feeling, what they want. That's the great thing about this. I love the fact that it took 100 years to get here, and I love the fact that it is finally happening. I've got a lot of great audio I want to share with you. Um, last night, Tucker had a, uh, a couple of demands he would uh, expect of Kevin McCarthy. I agree with those wholeheartedly. We've got some great speeches yesterday. I'll share some of the highlights of those in your phone calls at 800-922-6680. James, you'll be up next, I promise. Mike, you as well. Calls are welcome on this uh, glorious Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, secure your gold. Start today with the free info kit. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text ROB to 989898. What you do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. 188th Congress and House Republicans now are on the verge of becoming a total clown show if they're not careful. But despite the cheering and the elation from Democrats and the mob and the media, it's not a dire situation yet. No, it's not a dire situation at all, actually. And I would actually like to thank the uh, the 20 members. Listen to what they're calling the 20 members who voted against Kevin McCarthy yesterday. The Taliban 20. See, this is when you know you're on the right track, is when uh, jackweeds like Representative Don Bacon say that uh, those who oppose Kevin McCarthy are the Taliban 20. That is so uh, outrageous and absurd. It's ridiculous. By the way, just now, uh, Chip Roy recommended uh, Byron Donalds for Speaker of the House. Uh, a nice thought. A nice thought really, really amazing guy, freshman congressman. I remember had him on when he first started, has made an enormous impact already, and he is a principal conservative. Kaboom. Absolutely amazing. Uh, will he become the speaker? Eh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually, I think this is great. This is the, uh, literally, if you consider this, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy 
and what he's having to go through right now to become the Speaker of the House, rather than a normal just rubber stamp that happens, you know, you just move up, you just move up the Republican Party, and then people elect their representatives to go to Washington, D.C. to represent themselves, and they get to Washington, D.C., uh, represent the people, I should say, and they get to Washington, D.C., and all they do is show allegiance to the party. That's what we have witnessed for 100 years. And yesterday, we saw it go down the crapper. I love it. This is technically the first and the biggest live streaming of a colonoscopy since Katie Couric. Remember that? Yeah, and we're seeing this in real time. Every day is a colonoscopy for Kevin McCarthy, and I freaking love it. There you go. I said it. It's about time the Republican Party, particularly rhinos, had a uh, public rectal exam about their beliefs and whether or not they will adhere to the Constitution and listen to the American people. Ka-boom. Drop the mic. I'm out of here. Have a great day. Actually, no. Let's just uh, let's just go to a phone call. James in Rockville. James, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, Rob, I got to disagree with you. You are not a small fish, sir. You are a very large fish with a very large voice, and we appreciate what you do. Thank you. I have to say, I would rather us go slow and get it right than get, go fast and get it wrong. Because let's not forget, we're just a few days away from the second anniversary of Kevin McCarthy blaming Donald Trump for January the 6th using language that Liz Cheney replicated in her sham hearing. Now, let me, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, James, James, let me play that audio, then I'll come back to you, okay? This is Kevin McCarthy, January 13th of 2021. That doesn't mean the president is free from fault. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress. Not one little bit. Mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob. When he did. He saw what was unfolding. These facts require immediate action by President Trump. Accept his share of responsibility. Quell the brewing unrest. And ensure... And by the way, he was found not guilty. Uh, he was impeached for supposedly causing the insurrection. Uh, he was found not guilty. That was the second impeachment, and it was a joke. James, go right ahead, buddy. Well, I've been involved in politics and campaigns for over 30 years, and Donald Trump, what he did was he took power away from K Street, like Ronald Reagan, and he returned it to Main Street. He gave a voice to all of us, and those 20 members are patriots, and to be compared to Taliban, I mean, let's not forget the rhetoric. I mean, I'm sorry, Sean Hannity 2.0. I'm done with Sean Hannity. I'm done with all the people that are calling these people deplorable and using the language of Liz Cheney. Because, like I say, this is just so infuriating. Shutting down the government. No, we're shutting down the people that make laws that take away our freedom. So if they don't have a job for a couple of days, it's not like they were going to subpoena Hunter Biden yesterday. Yeah, Give you know it a what? couple of days. That chicken little crap only goes so far. We get enough of uh, chicken little crap from the uh, the Democrat Party. Chicken little crap with regard to COVID. Chicken little crap with regard to climate change and all of exactly. this. And the last thing we need is fear porn from people like Sean freaking Hannity, uh, who, by the way, uh, when he was uh, called by the January 6th committee, said that he never believed that the 2020 election was stolen. Uh, and sorry, I-, I still have major, major, major issues with the 2020 election. 
and I'm never, ever going to change my mind because I have reason, I have uh, uh, intelligence, I have life experience, and a thing called facts on my side. All right? Well, so, God bless you. Forget. And you know what? We have to be principled. Otherwise, it's over. And when you see people collapse like this and go, you know, and Hannity's been doing this for a very long time. I have been following politics for a very long time. I didn't become a political uh, talk show host, essentially, until about seven years ago. And this one, this job right here is my second job in talk radio as a nationally syndicated talk show host. And the reason I think that happened is because I needed life experience. I needed... Uh, observation i needed wisdom if you grow up in that if you grow up in political punditry then i would believe that there's a chance that you might play along with the status quo and that sounds like what we're getting from people who've been in the business for a really long time and people who have been in politics very long time and quite simply donald trump changed it we're never going back to the old GLP. We're never just going to absorb, absorb these, uh, these 20 people who are saying no to Kevin McCarthy, taking a principled stand against rubber stamping another Washington, D.C. swamp-dwelling insider. And I think it's glorious. And when you hear people call them the Taliban 20, that means <laughs> we are right over the target. James, thanks for the call. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham, Maryland. Hello, Mike, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hi, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Rob, I have something to say about Mark Levin and Sean Hannity. Uh, but first, I want to explain to you why President Trump came out this morning and endorsed Kevin McCarthy. Yes. The reason is President Trump holds Mark Levin in high esteem. Levin supports McCarthy. Number 45 does not know McCarthy stabbed him in the back on January 6, 2021. Also, number 45 does not know Levin is a DeSantis sycophant and a DeSantis supporter for 2024 over Trump. And I want to say something about Mark Levin and Sean Hannity. Uh, Mark Levin uh, has been dubbed the great one. He's no longer the great one to me. He praises Sean Hannity, and Sean Hannity uh, believes it's okay under certain circumstances to stop the beating heart of a 22-day-old baby. And he also, Sean Hannity also believes it's okay under certain circumstances to uh, kill a 40-day-year-old unborn baby uh, the size of a raspberry with tiny arms and, and tiny Mike, 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 we're getting off topic here. Let's let's get back to what we were talking about, which is uh, Kevin McCarthy. I, I don't. I mean, I, I appreciate well, you, well, but but I, I don't care. About Hannity, that to me is superfluous. Uh, is is yes. that Hannity uh, is uh, has uh, serious character flaws, and I don't trust him. All right, thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, listen, I'm not meaning to make this uh, an attack on Sean Hannity. I'm not. I certainly not uh, on uh, Mark Levin. I admire both of them, particularly Mark Levin. I think he has written some incredible books. He's incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, and and as far as Donald Trump endorsing Kevin McCarthy, to me, does that make me feel better about endorsing Kevin McCarthy? Well, of course it does. Have I endorsed Kevin McCarthy officially? No, no. You know why? Because my endorsement doesn't mean D word. All right. Right now, the only way that Kevin McCarthy would be acceptable to me is if he agrees to a whole hell of a lot of our stipulations about what he needs to do to be the leader of the Republican Party in the House. And until I get those assurances, uh, I'm still on the fence. And, and I'm loving watching this happen, by the way. Last night, uh, Tucker, well, actually, let, let's start with, uh, with, my, with my buddy, 
Greg Kelly on Newsmax. Uh, Greg is a, uh, a true conservative. Greg, like so many in the media, uh, unlike so many in the media, has never wavered as far as his conservative is concerned. His, his conservative foundation has never crumbled. We saw a lot of that happen. People we presumed were uh, conservative or at least maybe uh, neutral, like Brett Baer, until election night of 2020. Uh, we, we trusted to some degree, and then we realized that wasn't the case. Uh, Greg Kelly, I believe, is a tried and true conservative, and here is what he had to say about what happened yesterday uh, in the House of Representatives. Most Americans can't name their own congressman, let alone whoever the Speaker of the House is. Although Nancy Pelosi did make an impression, didn't she? All right, so it's going to take a couple of days maybe to figure out who the next Speaker is. And maybe, oh my God, the sky is falling, the world is going to end, the polar ice caps are melting. Maybe it will be Kevin McCarthy. Let's face it, the guy is not Mr. MAGA, but Trump did endorse him, and I can live with him. I could also certainly live with Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise. Uh, they're in contention. Look, they got to figure this out. Jim Jordan doesn't want the job. I don't want Jim Jordan to have the job if he doesn't want the job. And what he can do as an investigator and what he can do about holding people accountable for the corruption of the deep state, I think is more valuable at this time. Stuff out, and they will. In the meantime, the fake news, ignore them. Um, but they really are trying to hammer it home that somehow this is the death knell of, well, all things Republican. They're wrong. Think about the fact that Republicans will be looking at other Republicans saying, you embarrassed us in front of the country. This is not a good look for Republicans. Oh, God. Well, the last thing we want to do is not be attractive to uh, the left in this country. I mean, we certainly don't want to embarrass ourselves in front of MSNBC. Like, who gives a rat's behind about MSNBC? It is a good look for Democrats. This could go on for days. Again, not a good look for Republicans. See, this all, whenever this happens, you realize that we're going in the right direction. Whenever this happens from the mainstream media, this cabal, these bunch of, of D-words. I mean, honestly, you know you're going in the right direction by doing something historic, and that is holding up the vote for the Speaker of the House until we get assurances that he's going to listen to the American people. Gasp, shriek, how horrible. And not a good start for them. Politically, for Republicans to just continue to look like they can't do anything right. This is inside baseball, inside the beltway, the stuff that... When have any of these people ever given Republicans or Trump or anybody any credit yeah 100% why do we care what they think and they acted well you're just embarrassing yourself you really are you're just making a spectacle you're just making a spectacle of yourself no no we're showing how it's done and what we need to do is we need to turn that around the people calling us a, a laughing stock and we need to ridicule them right back we need to embrace it say this is how it's done and ridicule them right back well, you know, at least we didn't rubber stamp uh, an election denier like Hakeem Jeffries. At least we're listening to the voters. How about that? You know what? Rather to have a house divided at this point, it's not going to cause the house to collapse, by the way, but, but rather than having everybody on the same page rubber stamping someone because, because of how long they've been in the party, because they check a couple boxes, or actually opening up the doors to the sausage factory. I love this. On the way, I'm going to share a little audio from Tucker Carlson. A couple of demands that he is, he's saying that we need to ask of Kevin McCarthy if, if, if 
we're going to make him the Speaker of the House. Because I'm going to tell you, uh, there's no business as, of, as usual. If, if Kevin McCarthy does become the Speaker, I would assume uh, that he hears the noise. And that he is not going to govern as he would have maybe a few months ago. 800 Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is a tweet from uh, Congressman Byron Donald uh, this morning. It's freshman congressman and uh, just, I mean, showing that he is uh, a true leader. Unlike the Dems who do leadership by acclamation, the GOP is having a deliberative process of what leadership looks like in the House. We know D.C. does not work. Having a deliberative discussion, it is messy at times, but in the long term, it is in the nation's best interest. So I would suggest that we embrace it and love it and uh, even hug it, name it George, if we have to, because I think it's absolutely spectacular. I really do. This is uh, Tucker Carlson last night talking about uh, who wants the job versus who doesn't want the job. Jim Jordan doesn't want the job. This is politics, and McCarthy does have strengths. It's not easy being speaker when the House is this closely divided. And in some ways, Kevin McCarthy is perfectly suited for that. He is skilled in politics, not a small thing. And critically, McCarthy is willing to spend the next two years living in hotel rooms, raising money for his party ahead of a historic presidential election. And that is true. What other Republican in the House is willing to do that? Well, as of tonight, and we have checked, no one has stepped forward. So really the pivotal question is, how badly does Kevin McCarthy want this job? 20 of his colleagues have just publicly disavowed him, loudly and again and again. And he had better have gotten the message, by the way. So to win them back, McCarthy is going to have to give them something real. Not more airy promises, which he specializes in. He's going to have to give them actual concessions. Yeah, and like I have said, he has got to stop being a uh, cheesy vinyl siding salesman and become a leader who represents the American people and not the establishment in Washington, D.C. And what does this all stem from? Because Donald Trump changed the party. That's it. That's why this is happening. As much as you think that Donald Trump holds no sway anymore, that's the reason why this is happening. And it's fantastic. When is the last time that that somebody went and looked at Washington, D.C. and said, uh, you know, uh, it took 100 years for this to happen. And they were upsetting the apple cart after 100 years was a bad thing. Changing the way Washington, D.C. does business is a bad thing. We've been begging for it for years. It's finally happening. And now we got people like Sean Hannity crying that the sky is falling. Well, if Mr. McCarthy wants to earn his position and not just step in and have it because of all the glad handing and all the backroom deals that happen in Washington, D.C., he's going to have to guarantee some things. Here are a couple of things that Tucker Carlson suggested, and I agree 1,000%. First, release the January 6th files. Not some of the January 6th files and video, all of it. And not to some phony committee that will hide them, that in fact is designed to hide them from the public, but put them online, release them to the public directly, so that the rest of us can finally know what actually happened on January 6th, 2021. It's been two years. It's long overdue. It's our right as Americans to know. 100%. What the hell are you hiding? And McCarthy could tell us. 
Second, Kevin McCarthy could put Thomas Massey of Kentucky in charge of a new Frank Church committee. This has to happen. The FBI needs to be investigated, broken apart, reinvented, and a good share of it uh, uh, swept into the dustbin of history. Designed to discover what the FBI and the intel agencies have been doing to control domestic politics in this country. They've been doing a lot. But no one in Washington wants to talk about it. This topic is effectively off limits and has been. In fact, no one's talked about it for almost 50 years. And so because no one has talked about it or stopped it, the rot has spread and democracy has withered. 100%. This is what we are demanding. How is this an embarrassment to the party that we're listening to? We, I'm not a member. I'm not a Republican Party establishment member. But the fact that they are have to listen to us, the fact that there are 20 patriots who are listening to their constituents and saying we're not just going to rubber stamp Kevin McCarthy, we're not just going <laughs> to appoint him, anoint him, I think this is spectacular. This is Chip Roy. Uh, Chip Roy had delivered a, a tremendous address yesterday before Congress uh, with regard to uh, the Kevin McCarthy speakership. This is about the direction of the country. American people who are looking at this body and wondering why we can pass $1.7 trillion bills that are unpaid for. Yeah, and by the way, nobody wanted that to pass. Two weeks ago, nobody wanted that. Even Democrats didn't want the $1.7 trillion spending bill passed because they know what all of this spending has done to the economy. They know how it's killing them as far as inflation is concerned. They can just slide in $45 billion for Ukraine but not pay for it. $40 billion for emergency spending and not pay for it. 10% increase in defense spending. 6% increase in non-defense spending and not pay for it. And not do a thing except put language in a bill that prohibits our ability to use the money to secure the border. All right, we got to take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 